Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. We have good news, and we have terrible news. We have Miranda Devine. We have all this Twitter file stuff. All this coming up on I'm Right. Okay, let's let's unpack what the big news out there is right now. The Twitter files, that's what everyone's calling it, the Twitter files. Now, you're probably not even on Twitter. I know that because I look at the percentages of society that's on Twitter, and most people are not. So allow me to do a brief explainer. Twitter is simply a social media, most people use it on an app, you can go to a website, but it's an app where you just post, post, post whatever you want. It's real, real short. It's supposed to be short. The brevity of it's what it is. But it is, whether you're on it or not, a hugely important thing now for sharing information and communicating with other people. If you don't use it, fine. I'm not encouraging you to use it. I do, but it's fine if you don't. Don't worry about it. You're not missing out. But you should know it is important because important people think it's important. And here's what I mean by that. Let's say you're not on it. 
fine. Joe Biden is. World leaders are. The FBI is. The people who bring you the news, they are. Entertainers, athletes, educators. The people who lead the cultural institutions of society are on it, and they think it's important. So whether or not you do or I do, I really don't. But whether or not we do, whether or not we agree, it is important. Now, what happened? Leading up to the 2020 election, it's not exactly breaking news, social media companies like Twitter and Facebook chose to censor a horribly damaging story for Joe Biden. This would have dropped in October, right before the election. Hunter Biden is not only a cracked out mess, Hunter Biden is involved in corruption with apparently several countries all over the world. And if you believe the information that has now been verified on the laptop, his father is as well through Hunter Biden. Kind of a big deal. So Hunter Biden gets hammered on who knows what, takes his laptop to a laptop repair shop, leaves it there. And the way the rules work, if you leave a laptop in a shop for too long, it becomes their possession and everything on it becomes their possession. So Hunter Biden, who apparently likes to record with his phone every bit of criminal activity he's ever committed, brought his laptop full of that activity into a computer shop and then probably forgot he, forgot he left it there. Okay, that catches you up. Now, what actually happened? Well, Elon Musk bought Twitter and Elon Musk decided in order to restore trust, he's very correct about this, I wish all our institutions would do this, by the way, in order to restore trust, you need to open the books and show everything that's been wrong, everything that's been done wrong. You do. That's the only way to earn trust back is open up the books. And he said, let's open up the books and figure out exactly what happened in 2020 with the Hunter Biden story. I mean, Twitter censored the New York Post's Twitter account. The New York Post, one of the oldest publications in the country, the, the Twitter just said, oh, you can't have it anymore. Just cut them off. They cut people off from sharing it privately. It's an amazing bit of censorship. And Elon Musk decided to give a journalist by the name of Matt Taibbi the Twitter files, Twitter emails, all this stuff he now owns internally. Okay. So we know Twitter censored all this stuff. We know Twitter censored the story, censored anyone who tried to share the story. And that's, that's, that's a big deal. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to dismiss that as being a big deal. The federal government working with Twitter or even just the Democrat campaign, because it was Joe Biden's campaign at the time, working with Twitter to censor out information that's damaging to Joe Biden on a platform where people get and share their news. It is a big deal. But I will argue this, contrary to probably everything you've heard and seen today, it is not the biggest deal of this story, not by a mile. Yes, Twitter matters. Yes, Twitter's important. Yes, it's how people get and share information. All that's important. And yes, it's bad that they work with Democrats because they're all staffed by Democrats. It's not nearly as important as the malfeasance at the FBI and the FBI's involvement in it. I actually saw the GOP today is already threatening out there. to They're going to hold hearings. We're going to have hearings, and, and everyone at Twitter is going to be brought in. Okay. Um, GOP, how many people at Twitter can have me arrested for crimes they framed me for 
cost me my career, my family, and throw me in a dark hole for the next 30 years. How many people at Twitter have that power? Let me give it away for you. Zero people at Twitter have that power. Even Elon Musk doesn't possess that power. However, many, many people at the Federal Bureau of Investigation do very much have that power, and there's every indication that that is exactly what they want. I don't need Twitter hearings. I need FBI hearings. Yul Roth used to work for Twitter, and this is what he said, quote, I was told in the meetings, these are 2020 meetings leading up to the election, by the way. I was told in these meetings that the intelligence community expected that individuals associated with political campaigns would be subject to hacking attacks and the material obtained through those hacking attacks would likely be disseminated over social media, including Twitter. I also learned in these meetings there were rumors that a hack and leak operation would involve Hunter Biden. Okay, let's pause here for a moment. Let's pause here for a moment. The intelligence community approached Twitter and told them that there was a Hunter Biden story coming, and they told them it would be a hack and leak story, even though it was not hacked, it was nothing like that at all. They told them it was coming. And I, and I want to make sure you do understand this, because you do remember, this got a bunch of play, we played it on this show, you remember when Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook went on Joe Rogan and said, yeah, the FBI approached us. Is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was, the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of, um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. You heard that. But what you may have missed from Yoel Roth of Twitter or Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook was this very, very, very important point. The FBI approached Facebook and Twitter and obviously told them to censor the Hunter Biden story. That alone would be bad enough because it appears that the Federal Bureau of Investigation now works for the Democrats and against Republicans. But wait, it's actually much, much worse. Remember, Miranda Devine joined us, and she's going to join us again here in a few. Miranda Devine joined us and informed us the FBI approached Facebook and now apparently Twitter before the story came out and told them it was going to come out. Which means not only is the FBI working on behalf of Joe Biden and the Democratic Party and against Republicans, the FBI is apparently collecting so much information on American citizens that they can find out a damaging story for Democrats is coming ahead of time and then they will take the steps necessary to make sure the story never sees the light of day. I don't want to hear another word about Twitter employees being called in front of a Republican Congress. I don't give a crap about a bunch of communists who work at Twitter. I want to know who at the Federal Bureau of Investigation is going to spend the rest of his or her life in prison for taking his position of power at the FBI and abusing the American people with it. I don't want hearings. I don't want this. I don't want that. I want to know when the trial date is set for the people at the FBI who think that it's their duty to politic on behalf of Democrats. Not hearings, not resignations, not he's getting fired. I want to know a trial date. When's the trial date for James Baker? Does that name sound familiar? Oh, it should. He's the one who lied on a FISA warrant 
to get permission to spy on Trump, that alone, that alone should have put James Baker in federal prison until the day they bury him in the ground. That alone. But wait, there's more. He was Twitter's deputy general counsel at the time. Here's what he said. I support the conclusion that we need more facts to assess whether the materials were hacked. At this stage, however, it's reasonable for us to assume that they may have been, and caution is warranted. There are some facts that indicate the materials may have been hacked, yada, yada, yada. When is James Baker going to prison? That's what I want to know. I don't care about Twitter hearings, or we're going to haul this Twitter employee in front. I want to know when James Baker goes away for the rest of his life. I want to know when the more than 50 former intelligence officials, high-ranking ones in the United States of America, immediately and publicly came out and told every media outlet out there that this was Russian disinformation. Do we have an intelligence community that now works only on behalf of the Democratic Party and against Republicans? And if the answer to that question is yes, and there is every indication that the answer to that question is yes, guess what? There is nothing more important happening within the borders of the United States of America that ends the United States of America unless that problem is fixed. So once again, I need to stress this. I don't give a crap about Twitter employees. I care about the Cheka. I want to know what's being done about the Cheka. You realize when the New York Times runs ridiculous propaganda like this, they do this with information leaked to them from the Cheka. Biden secret emails. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. Creeped out yet? So let me just... Put a bow on all this with this. We have evil tyrants in this country. Many, many, many evil tyrants in this country. We have Democrat after Democrat after Democrat feeling totally comfortable now, running to the television every chance they can get and explaining very clearly that they don't believe your rights. First Amendment, Second Amendment, doesn't matter the amendment. They don't believe your rights are absolute at all. No amendment is absolute. You can't falsely scream fire in a crowded theater. Second Amendment is not absolute. When it was passed, you couldn't own a... You couldn't own a cannon. So, the Democrats are now a tyrannical party that believes... I mean, realize what they're saying. When they say no amendment is absolute, your First Amendment is an absolute. What they're saying is there should be laws against what you are and aren't allowed to say here in the free United States of America. And now it appears 
that the federal law enforcement arm not only agrees with them on your First and Second Amendment rights, it appears they intend to very much be the hands, feet, and gun of enforcing the limits on your rights. I don't give a crap about Twitter. I care about the FBI. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. The great Miranda Devine and her wonderful Australian accent are going to join us next. Before we get to that, we're going to get to this. It's Christmas soon. See, how about that change of gears? It's Christmas, man. And I want you to look at this. Ladies, you especially, I want you to look. You see this, ladies? You know what this is? This is me bailing you out, okay? Because I know dudes never know what they want for Christmas. I never do either. But every dude likes a good wallet. You know what your dude likes on top of a good wallet? A good gadget. What about one that's both? This is a Grip 6 wallet. You see this? There's my cards. They're in there. They're not coming out. Well, Jesse, how do you get them out? That must be a pain. Oh, I just squeeze it, and they all come popping out. Or they lock back in where they stay until I want them out. Never wears out. It's the greatest friggin' thing ever. They have many designs. You can customize your design there. Go to grip6.com and get a sick wallet. They have the best belts ever. Trust me, I know that's weird. Their belts are amazing. Their socks are great. Grip6.com. Promo code Jesse saves you a pile of money, by the way. Grip6.com. Promo code Jesse. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. One of the threats that the FBI uh, has alerted our companies and the public to was the possibility of a hack and leak operation in the days or weeks leading up to this election. The possibility of a hack and leak operation. Huh. Joining me now, the great Miranda Devine. I recommend you check out Devine Online. Also, she's the author of the book you should read if you want to understand what's going on right now with this Hunter stuff laptop from hell. Miranda, okay, I think people get confused about the time frame of everything. I was confused until you clarified on the show. So for those who missed it the first time, when did the FBI approach Facebook and Twitter about the Hunter Biden laptop story? Hi, Jesse. Well, the FBI was having meetings throughout the lead up to the 2020 election every week with Twitter, with Facebook in San Francisco. And uh, that was during those meetings. We know that they basically pre-bunked our story before it came out in October. They were telling Twitter to expect a uh, hack and leak operation by state actors, meaning Russia, uh, likely involving Hunter Biden, likely to happen 
um, in October. And of course, that was when our story came out in October 2020, our Hunter Biden laptop story, which implicated Joe Biden in the family influence peddling scheme and would have been very detrimental to his campaign. Okay, Miranda, I, I have to ask, did they have some sort of a crystal ball at FBI headquarters I wasn't aware of? I guess maybe you should clarify for everybody, how would they possibly have known that you had a Hunter Biden story coming out? Well, they were spying on Rudy Giuliani throughout 2020. The FBI had a covert surveillance warrant on him since about a month after he became President Trump's personal lawyer. Uh, going on for two years. And that encompassed the period when uh, John Paul MacIsaac, the computer repair shop guy who gave the laptop to the FBI, uh, he was emailing Rudy Giuliani because he was concerned that the FBI had buried it. Uh, and he sent in August of 2020 an email with chapter and verse about his concerns with what the material on the laptop about Ukraine in particular and national security problems that he saw that Joe Biden would have because of the millions of dollars that flowed through to his family and their influence peddling business overseas, which Joe Biden said he knew nothing about. And so the FBI would have had access to those emails from John Paul MacIsaac to Rudy Giuliani. And they also would have had access to my communications with Rudy Giuliani in October of 2020, uh, in, in which they would have picked up that the New York Post was running a story and roughly when it would run. So the FBI knew what was going on. They also knew the laptop was genuine and not hacked material because they'd had it since December 2019. They knew that John Paul MacIsaac was a credible and honest man and because they'd interviewed him and they'd taken the laptop from him. Uh, they knew that Rudy Giuliani would get this story out before the election and they moved to make sure that as soon as it came out, it would be censored by big tech. And it was. Miranda, I, I just, I'm so unbelievably creeped out by the levels of corruption at federal law enforcement. Can we circle back to what, what you were talking about before? Weekly meetings. When did these weekly meetings start? And what was the justification for that? That's such an odd thing. Hey, we're going to have weekly meetings at Facebook. What's this all about? Well, we know this from uh, two sources at least. So uh, most recently from the deposition given by FBI agent Elvis Chan to uh, in that lawsuit that Republican attorneys general from um, both Missouri and Louisiana have brought against the Biden administration for exactly this sort of uh, censorship collusion um, with big tech of various federal agencies, not just with the laptop, but also uh, to suppress any dissenting voices about, you know, the COVID vaccines or the lockdowns or even criticism of um, the Biden administration's botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. Um, so a very Orwellian operation. And this lawsuit is getting to the bottom of these First Amendment violations. And so last uh, week on Tuesday, it was the turn of Elvis Chan, the FBI agent from San Francisco who coordinated those weekly meetings and he said uh, in his words they were weekly meetings um, but unlike 
Yol Roth, who's the uh, former Twitter integrity um, site integrity manager, um, who Yol Roth uh, wrote in a sworn declaration that at these weekly meetings, uh, the FBI had said that there was going to be Hunter Biden material, um, that it was a hack and uh, leak operation uh, by state actors, aka Russians. So Yol Roth from Twitter said that that's what the FBI warned them. But in his deposition last week, Elvis Chan uh, didn't um, accord with that. He said he couldn't recall whether Hunter Biden was mentioned. Couldn't recall. Yeah, I'm sure he can't recall. I'm sure he never took notes or anything like that. Okay, Elvis Chan sounds like a horrible human being. Are there other names at the FBI we should be aware of right now? Who are these names? Because I, I keep feeling like I, the same people keep popping up, Miranda. Well, funny you should say that. I think one of the integral people is a man by the name of James Baker. James Baker was the top lawyer at the FBI. <laughs> there you've got a photo of him. Uh, throughout the Russia collusion scams, he was involved in everything from the um, uh, you know, false... Pfizer applications uh, from the Alpha Bank fiasco, uh, the Steele dossier, you name it, uh, James Baker signed off on it. Um, so after he was uh, forced out of the FBI because of these scandals, um, where does he pop up? He pops up at Twitter as Twitter's deputy top lawyer, deputy general counsel. He's still there. Uh, strangely, Elon Musk got rid of most of the legal team, but he kept on James Baker, and you wonder why. And maybe the presence of James Baker explains why, even though Elon Musk said he was coming clean about the Twitter files, there was a curious omission, and that was any mention of the FBI's involvement, which we know occurred, thanks to Yol Roth. So maybe James Baker didn't want uh, Elon Musk to let that material out. Maybe Elon Musk doesn't know that that material exists. Maybe he doesn't know about the FBI. He certainly should know now because uh, everyone's been just screaming blue murder since the Friday Twitter files that there's a glaring omission. And Matt Taibbi, the Substack journalist who was deputised by Elon Musk to disseminate this information on Friday, the Twitter files, he made a very curious statement. He said, there's no evidence that I have been shown uh, of any federal government involvement. Well, that's just not right. So Matt Taibbi uh, just hasn't been shown that information. Why not? And he really should insist. Uh, I mean, Matt Taibbi has said on his Substack that he had to agree to certain conditions with Twitter, but uh, leaving out the FBI's role should not be a condition that any journalist would ever agree to frightening situation we have in this country right now. Miranda, we love you. Come back soon. Thanks, Jesse. Still think this is about Twitter? Or you think there's a bigger, darker, more powerful force at work here, huh? All right. We're going to talk to Margot Cleveland about everything. For, we'll, we'll bring this up. We'll bring up the Georgia runoff. we we got all kinds of stuff still. Now, when you have a country that's kind of tearing itself apart like this and we're going our separate ways everyone can see it you got to pick your team and you got to support your team you got to make sure you don't support their team and look we all have a small role to play in this 
Where we buy goods and services is a really important role in this. The power your money gives you is incredible. If we would patronize businesses that share our values and avoid businesses that don't, we would have huge cultural gains in this country. And you have the ultimate tool waiting for you on your phone. It's the Public SQ app. Public SQ is the ever-growing database of businesses that share your values. Got to go out today? You need something? Public SQ is where you go first. First. Need a plumber? Need uh, some new clothes? Need this? Need that? Public SQ. Put your money where your morals are. Download it from the App Store today. We'll be back. Though Trump has had more controversies than I can count, Biden had one too, a booby trap that could have brought down his entire campaign. His son, Hunter. For sure, there are some awkward truths about Hunter, from his drug problems to his business dealings around the world. Team Trump then wrapped these with layers of conspiracy theories and lies. In politics, a conspiracy theory doesn't have to be true to have legs. Think birtherism or Pizzagate. Biden leaned into his fatherly image, which played to his strengths, a smart political move. But Biden also got lucky because Trump had overplayed his hand. The conspiracy theories were just too crazy and he even got impeached for his sketchy efforts. Biden won this battle precisely by not engaging with the nuttiness. That's the biggest newspaper in the United States of America, the New York Times running with misinformation. Margot, joining me now, Margot Cleveland, great senior legal correspondent with The Federalist. Margot, before we get to the Georgia runoff, I, I would be remiss if I didn't get your thoughts on the insane levels of corruption and censorship in this country. Well, as you said, it is insane. And it's insane because the free press that our country was founded on doesn't exist anymore. We have... Twitter censoring things and getting away with it because the media will not do their job. And we saw that with the Hunter Biden situation and we're still seeing it, even though though two years later, we're seeing them coming out and say, well, yeah, that we've confirmed that laptop is real. What are they doing about it? Are they actually pushing further to find out what is going on in the investigation that has still been going on for years? No, have they asked the FBI why they didn't give the president a defensive briefing about this? No, they're just ignoring it. What about Grassley and the whistleblowers who said they buried legitimate information about Hunter Biden? Is the media looking at that? Of course not. So this isn't just a scandal from 2000. This scandal is still continuing and the media is still ignoring it. Margot. We have a free press, and obviously we want a free press, right? You don't want the government controlling the press. That would be horrible. It's how tyrannies are built. But, Margot, we can't survive as a nation with our press being like this. What, what can we do? You know, I honestly do not know how we solve this. With what Elon Musk did with trying to get Twitter back on, on good footing is great. But it's not going to matter if you still have what... Um, you know, average Americans still think is a responsible press not doing their job. So all I can say is that people who care about it need to continue to educate themselves, try to share information with other people. 
But until there's some sort of self-awareness, our free press is really nothing but a kind of the social media press where they want to be social with all the people that they like. So they're actually worse than Twitter, which was not in the news uh, in the news business because they're not doing their jobs. So I, I don't know what the solution is, but until Americans start fighting back, we're not going to have an answer. All right, Margo, let's switch gears and go to Georgia because we do have a fairly big election coming right up here. Uh, are people going to trust this election? Because it doesn't matter what people believe about election fraud, election cheat. It, it really doesn't matter. Many people in this country do not trust election results, and that's a really big problem. Absolutely. And, you know, it's going to really depend on how close or far off this election is. But if it is close, as the polling has shown, there's not going to be a trust. And honestly, the best case scenario would be Republicans win by a close vote and force the Democrats to do what they've done every election, you know, since the 80s, challenge the election results. And you will see, in that case, the exact same arguments that Trump's people were making, that we have, in the case of Georgia, evidence of thousands, tens of thousands of illegal votes being cast. And they're going to start going through and looking at this to overturn the election. So I say that's the best case scenario because it would force a discussion about election integrity. If it is the Democrats saying there are these widespread violations, there's systemic issues, which there is, and there is everywhere. Why are there so many issues now, Margo? And I'm not, I'm not that old. I'm 41, but I don't remember really ever having this kind of stuff. I remember the Florida Bush Gore stuff in 2000, but I don't remember the consistent problems. Counting votes takes weeks to get election results in now. I think they're still counting in California. Why? Well, I think that the issues always existed. The difference is now our public is so close and so divided. So those two factors together make every election so close that it matters. As I said in one of my pieces, because we have such a divided electorate, close enough for government work isn't cutting it anymore. It did back in the 80s, back in the 90s, where you had Reagan winning California. So you had no problem there. Florida, after Florida came out and it was close, we had the bipartisan commission that included Jimmy Carter leading it. And they warned of all of these problems. So the problems we're seeing today were actually warned of, I think it was 2004 when the river water came out. I did an analysis, every single thing that they warned about came about in 2020, every single thing. They were warning about this 20 years ago. So it's not a matter of the problems didn't exist. They existed. Everyone knew about it. But it didn't matter because the elections and the electorate was more spread apart and it wasn't as divisive. So now when you have a close election, everyone is assuming that the other side did something wrong, whether it's voter suppression claims or its claims of an election being stolen. So that's the difference now. And the only way we're going to heal the country is if we actually start taking this seriously. And there's no reason it can't be. We have the technology. We have the ability to make elections 
where there's transparency, there's clarity, where the rules are actually followed and courts are not making them up along the way. Okay. Why don't we then? I, it seems because you're right. The technology is so good. I mean, we, we have elections that, from paper ballots where we had results in election night. For all, all over the world, this still takes place. We're all electronic here. Everything's uploaded immediately and it takes weeks. What? It's all political at the end of the day that anytime there's a decision, anytime there's a push made to have new laws put into place, you will have one side or the other pushing back about it. And in general, what happens is Republicans want to tighten things up, Democrats don't, which always makes me wonder, what are they afraid of about making sure the elections are secure, that they're transparent, that the rules are followed, where Republicans want those things. This isn't the situation where 20, 30 years ago, you literally had people who didn't have a birth certificate because they weren't born in a hospital. That might have been my mom from 1929. We're not talking about that situation now where those types of voter ID laws, things like that could actually disenfranchise anyone. So it really comes down to its politics. And until Democrats feel the pain, they're not gonna do anything. And that's why I say the best case scenario is in Georgia that the Republicans win by a very small margin and it makes Democrats face the problems with the electorate. Margot Cleveland, thank you so much, Margot, I appreciate you. Thanks so much, Jesse, take care. All right, we have military news. Most of it's bad, I guess some of it's good, we'll talk about that in a second. Before we talk about that, let's talk about Christmas time. It's Christmas time, what do you get people? If you're a bad gift giver like me, you need suggestions. So maybe you're still on the hunt out there. What's something different you could get somebody? Why don't you give them the gift of clean air in their home, in their office? Eden Pure Thunderstorm doesn't cover up the odors in your home. Cooking odors, people odors, pet odors, dirty feet if you have sons like mine. Eden Pure takes the odor out of the air. It kills viruses and mold in the air. You walk into a room, go plug one of these in and walk back in your room an hour later. You, it's like you walk outside after it just got done raining. It can smell like that in your home all the time. They have three packs for sale for my viewers. You have to go to EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. That gets you a three pack for $200 off. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE, $200 off, free shipping. Go now. Let's talk about the military here. Let's talk about our status in the world. It is important when I talk about the military and how the military is rotting away underneath us. It's important that you do understand what I see. Now, you may not see it this way, but this is very much what I see. Yes, they're destroying the military on purpose. The communists are destroying the military on purpose as far as it being a foreign fighting force. A foreign fighting force. They don't, you're worried about a military that can take on China. That's what you want, right? Can we take on China if someone hurts us? Can we take on Russia? Can we, can we meet the threats that are, that, are, that are given to us in this world? That's what you're worried about. That's what I'm worried about. Understand that the communists don't think in those terms, the American communists. They're not interested in that at all. 
That's why they cozy up to our enemies all the time. They're not worried about meeting some foreign adversary because they don't consider foreign adversaries to really be the bad guys. They consider you to be the bad guy. So yes, they're destroying the military as a foreign fighting force, but they're not destroying the military in their mind. In their mind, they're building a military. They're building a military for a purpose. It's just not the purpose you want. They're very much building a military to fight what they consider to be the greatest threat. And a military that's willing to, be, to fight the greatest threat. Now, who do you think they think the biggest threat is? Now, that's probably a good segue into the Air Force. This is normally a story we'd feel great about. They have released a new stealth bomber, the B-29 Raider. The first brand new bomber like this since the Cold War. Apparently they're buying 100 of them. They cost about $700 million a piece. Well, that's really fantastic news unless you figure out that bomber is as likely to fly over Oklahoma as it is over China. Now that gets a little bit darker, doesn't it? Just getting a little too tinfoil on your head. If you're sitting there right now saying, Jesse, stop being so ridiculous. This is over the top. No one would use the military to fight their own citizens. I would simply invite you to go open, oh, I don't know, a history book and see what communists have done consistently throughout history. Consistently, time and time and time again. Please don't be naive. Oh, they would never. Come on now, grow up. This is the real world. Why do you think, why do you think we have a Navy, once the pride of the globe. Remember, our World War II Navy was, it was beautiful. It was special. I love reading about it. This, the, the, the training and the sailors and the commanders, they, they were just the best. Why do you think we have a Navy now that consistently runs into things? Either they're running into fishing boats or they're running into underwater mountains or they just, in San Diego Bay, they just nearly collided in San Diego Bay. Why do you think that happens? How does that happen? How do you go from having a World War II Navy that's incredible to a Navy now that can't seem to navigate around fishing boats? You know, that's kind of a big deal, right? If the Navy can't steer its ships, it's really a pretty big deal. How does that happen? Well, once you start rotting the personnel out from inside of the military and the good people, the great people, when they're leaving, when they're getting out now for a bunch of different reasons, and they're taking all that institutional knowledge with them, when the media is focused, well, when the military is focused on going green, going gay, braiding hair, you're going to eventually have a military that's devoid of any real leadership out there. And soon, yeah, you may have a brand new stealth bomber or a brand new battleship, but you don't have the personnel that can actually operate the equipment. And that's a pretty big deal. When these people are four-star admirals, it's a really big deal. Please proactively seek opportunities to speak about what you know. Our task is to educate the public in as many forms as possible. And we need to have these conversations that question the assumptions that are underlying today's attacks on trans people. The truth that we need to confront now is that medicine and science are being politically perverted around this country that destroys human lives. And we have reached a tipping point for the role in medicine and civic life, for the health and well-being of LGBTQI plus youth and other Americans. We as doctors and as people who love our communities and love our nation have to confront the, the fact that the language of care and compassion that they're using is being taken to granted to literally tear our communities apart. So we have to stand up. You want to know why the Navy plays bumper boats? It's because the guys who actually know how to operate ships, they don't want to serve in a military like that. 
Oh, and did I mention the vaccine mandate? Back to the Democrats building the kind of military they want. We still have a vaccine mandate in place in the military, which makes no sense whatsoever considering the vaccine, everyone admits now, doesn't stop the spread of coronavirus. Therefore, there's no point in having a vaccine mandate anywhere. But we do have a vaccine mandate still in place in the military. Why? Well, because they're purging people who think like you. Now, why do you think they want to purge people who think like you from the ranks of the military? Why do you think that is? McCarthy spoke a little bit about the vaccine mandate. And we're working through what is the NDA, the National Defense Bill. Um, we will secure lifting that vaccine mandate on our military. So just to be clear, you're saying in the NDAA, which will drop next week, the vaccine mandate for the military will be lifted? Yes, it will. Otherwise, the bill will not move. Okay, that's good that he's talking that way. I'm actually, I'm, I know it's fashionable to rip on McCarthy. I have my own problems with McCarthy, but it's good he's talking that way. But I do think it's going to take a long time to convince people in leadership, maybe your neighbor, maybe your brother, maybe your sister. I think it's going to be, take a long time to convince them why Democrats are doing what they're doing. There is a reason. Not a very good one, all right? All right, that was a heavy show. You know what we need to do? We need to lighten this mood out here. The mood's gotta get lighter. So we have a great light in the mood for you next. Before we do that, let's do this. You want some exclusive content? We have good exclusive content here on the first. Go sign up and become a First TV supporter. It's cake. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support and you get access to things other people don't have access to. Who doesn't love that, right? TheFirstTV.com slash support. We'll be back. All right. It's time to lighten the mood. And you know what I love? Especially in this era with all this dark news. You know what I really love? A feel-good story. I love a feel-good story. And you know what makes me feel good? What makes me feel good is when bad people get what's coming to them. I know that's bad. Probably makes me a bad human being, but gosh, I can't help but enjoy it. For instance, if you're some young piece of trash who knows what you're going through, and you decide that you're going to get a little physical with your bus driver, and you don't seem to realize your bus driver is about to pound you into a fine powder. Even one more for good measure on the outside. That's <laughs> oh, glorious. I'll see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. 
Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time tired of restless nights at lisa we know good sleep is essential for mental physical and emotional health from memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.